Hi, it's Yovana, your host. Today, I've got a special episode for you. I've got a guest who has a wicked morning routine. Yes, she's also a brilliant business coach who helps small business owners tackle fear, and she also inspires them to become great leaders um, who grow happy teams. I'm talking to Shannon Merlot from Inspired Outcomes Consulting. If you listen to the end, she has offered something very special for you guys. And my first question for Shannon was to find out all about her wicked morning routines. So let's get straight into it. Absolutely. So I've got a pretty detailed one when I'm when I'm when I'm on the routine. I have a list of affirmations that I have recorded, my own affirmations that I've recorded, and as I'm coming out of sleep, I press play on those. So while I'm sort of in the theta brain state, I, I have those playing. Okay. When I finish that, at the time for me to wake up, I tend to do a meditation, a morning meditation. As I'm getting out of bed, I'll start to listen to motivational or inspirational mentors, so thought leaders in personal development and um, business, I will start to listen to those. Then I'll have two glasses of water, warm water with lemon juice, going into doing (laughs) a series of exercises. They're called clams and they are designed to wake the glute muscles up, which gets the brain firing. And then following on from that, I'll generally go and exercise or I will prepare for networking or an early morning meeting. So that tends to be my routine most of the day. Um, it's the one that I go back to. <laughs> that, is, that sounds like my busy day. <laughs> it sounds like a day in itself. <laughs> what time do you wake up in the morning? On those days when I'm going to the gym, when I'm specifically exercising or networking or what have you, it's normally 5 a.m. Wow. Amazing. Wow. That's, uh, well, look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a poster child for early mornings, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> the alarm goes off and I groan and I turn it off and restart it. So I'm yeah. not, it's certainly not perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I definitely know I'm not perfect. My morning routine, as I uh, I said to you earlier this morning, I woke up at 5.30 and the only reason I woke up was to cancel my Pilates. (laughs) That was for (laughs) 7am. But I didn't, didn't, um, I actually decided, no, it's time to go Monday morning. I need to get up and do it. And uh, I'm glad I did it. You feel so much better after going through that. Yeah. So awesome. So you followed through. That's exactly. Good. Exactly. I followed through, but it was uh, the first instinct was cancel. <laughs> so yeah, look, I, I mean, I said to our listeners, Shannon, I, I was already introducing you to our listeners, but uh, I thought maybe the best thing to do is to uh, have you say who you are and uh, more about inspired outcomes, you know, coming from you, it's much better probably than me. <laughs> sure thing. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a business coach and a, and a consultant and Inspired Outcomes Consulting is a business or was a business born about with a desire to have an impact on workplaces. I had worked in a number of poor workplaces in terms of mental health and motivation and then I had the privilege of being able to work for the Movember Foundation which really showed me what a difference a supportive enthusiastic challenging workplace can be and I 
so I have firsthand experience of, of a really poor, a number of really poor experiences and some positive ones as well. So I, I'm super passionate about working with small business owners. I know how hard running a small business can be and supporting those business owners who really want to create an environment for their team that's challenging uh, yeah. because we, we want to be challenged in our workplaces, but is also somewhere that is fantastic to turn up every day where people enjoy what they do, enjoy the team that they're working for, and it's it's something that's a positive experience in people's lives. So I'm pretty passionate about that. An example of, a, of maybe who you've served, who you've helped. Yeah, sure. Well, I won't I won't mention their names specifically oh. just because I haven't sought their permission for this particular conversation. But one organisation in particular that I worked with that was in the retail online retail space, and I was brought in because of the culture. The business owner really wanted to improve his leadership of the business of of his team and improve the culture culture of the organisation. So they had a pretty passionate team to start off with, young young group of people. What we focused on was a, a number of areas. There was initially a bit of a staff reshuffle as a result of, I guess, changes that we were looking to be making in the business and making sure that the right people were in the right spot. We then went on to one of the foundation things that I'm, I'm I push pretty hard with business owners, especially if they're aligned with the way that I see the world, which is really important, is if we're going to work with each other, is values and building organisational values as a foundation for how everyone turns up. And that was a really fun process and everyone got on board and that's something that they then embedded into performance uh, as well as reward and recognition for the team as well as people turned up. Um, we did build out a number of key performance indicators because there's there's soft metrics such as living values, but there's tangible metrics that you want to be able to look at from a scorecard perspective just so that you've got a pulse on the business of are we doing what we need to be doing and if we're not, why not? So you're more easily able to identify the business and be able to progress change so that those problems don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, how big was so the, that? Was a, that how big was their team? How big was that one? Mm. Yeah, so they had fifteen team members when I was working with them. Mm. So small, a small team, small team, but nimble, uh, really open to to the experience of what we did, and certainly the business owner was was open to it as well. There were a couple of times where we did need to push pretty hard. To, to move things forward in terms of I we probably needed to work a little bit hard at, in the start to sort of say this is why we're doing what we're doing and at the end it was very much a case of oh I get why we're doing what we were doing <laughs> so, <laughs> super Takes fun time. experience so yes yeah yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly so with um with these uh, business owners, I'm guessing you worked with a number of them now. By now, you would uh, probably know what their biggest challenge is. Is there like maybe a, a biggest challenge that comes to mind when it comes to growing? Um, sorry, uh, when it comes to business owners uh, who are growing their businesses, do you come across any challenges there? 
Humans. Humans. <laughs> Humans. So, so the, at, at the at the very basic level, the business owner is the biggest challenge in the business, especially in a small business, because it's the business owner who sets the tone of the organisation. It's the business owner who really in a small business, prioritises what's actually important. The business owner who gets caught up or uh, doesn't follow through or what have you. Then on top of that, when they've got a, a team of people, we're dealing with more humans. So we're multiplying the challenge of personal dynamics and personality and that then creates in some cases conflict it's certainly in a leadership perspective anyone who's in a leadership role will know that they have to do their own self-indulgent mm. kind of um, yeah. look inside of themselves to improve their own performance so that they are leading their team in the best way possible and making sure that they're getting the best out of their team so I think I think that given that we are limited by what is what we tell ourselves, what's in our head, what's in our mindsets. The biggest challenge that is always seen in businesses is people and it starts with the business owner. Wow. <clears throat> Mindset, is it? Yeah. Mm. Well, mindset, yeah. Yeah. Mindset. And then, and then that's sort of the basic basis of it. And then on from that, is then what is the mindset that's creating the the leadership challenges? What's the mindset that's creating the um, the growth challenges? What's the mindset that's creating the um, inefficiencies in the business? Um, because once we've uncovered the mindset, we then just take action to implement solutions. Yeah. If yeah. it was that easy, if we could just implement solutions without dealing with what's going on between our heads, then there would be no problem. <laughs> yes sounds easy doesn't it easy to it, say <laughs> it does it, it, it does sound really easy but for the for most of the part a lot of the times when I'm working with business owners they know the problems that they're facing they know that there's inefficiencies in the business they know that they've got poor performance with their team members they know that they're not focusing on where they need to be focusing to hit their growth targets they know that they might not even have their growth targets clear. Mm -hmm. So they know that it's what's going on between their, their ears in their, in their brain that's creating the problem of not taking action or not putting a solution in place or not being able to prioritise the solution. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point because I kind of I'm reflecting on my business at the moment as you're talking and I'm like, yeah, I have procrastinated so long. Uh, even doing this podcast, for example, is something that was on my to-do list for a year. And, uh, and mm -hmm. I think I was, my number one thing that I think was stopping me is, is this fear. I don't know what it is, but it's like this mm. fear, um, you know, putting myself out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Our human fears are the core reason for a whole bunch of problems. <laughs> don't, don't get me started about a blog I'm writing about how communication doesn't have to be mean conflict, which a lot of people believe to be yeah. true. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's and it, it's cool that you recognise that because if you can have a look at what's holding you back in a number of areas of your life, and you can 
see that actually it's fear in one of its forms. There's there's a couple of forms that it takes on takes on. But if you can see that it's fear, then you've got the opportunity to turn that into okay. Well, where's the where is the opportunity? Where's the opportunity to turn fear into opportunity? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Without I repeating know. opportunity another yeah. time. <laughs> That's another blog post. <laughs> I, uh, I do admire you, Shannon, because uh, as listeners probably don't know, but uh, Shannon and I go long back, maybe two years, three years. A long way back. A long way back. Oh, more than that. I would, I would say that it was actually probably in the 2016. Wow. That is long way back. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I remember, <laughs> like I'm now following you on LinkedIn and you're doing all these amazing videos on LinkedIn and you know, getting um, trending type of uh, content on LinkedIn, which is amazing. And for me, yes, well, I'm I'm too scared to do it still. <laughs> well, let me let me just share something with you, Yavana, and and your listeners. Okay, I had video on my list for the last four years that I have been in business, <laughs> and I absolutely fought against the idea of doing video because my my big fear was well how am I going to be seen how are people going to interpret me I'm totally fine standing up in front of a room of 250 people and talking off the top of my head that's easy because I can calibrate the energy of the room but how can I calibrate a a camera Mm -hmm. what I needed to do what I found that I needed to do was one just bite the bullet (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and two, what what really sat with me? I've I've done a lot of work in my own um, organisational values and my own personal values, and one of the big things that has resonated with me and my own journey is I can only be myself, my authentic, genuine version of myself, and the more that I'm that authentic version of myself, the more that that the people who like that are going to be attracted to that. So. Even if my authentic self is awkward and uncomfortable and mumbling and <laughs> what have you, then for me it was really about trusting that that's going to be okay because the right people are going to say, that's really cool. She seems like a cool chick. I'll reach out to her. Mm. So it was really about getting comfortable with who I am as I am right at this particular moment in time, not with any changes or benefits or growth or anything else. It just had to be with getting comfortable with who I am right at this moment in time. So wow. that yeah. that's kind of, yeah, that's been the reason why I've started to do them. But don't, don't get me wrong, by the way. <laughs> I still fight against doing video and I still shake my head going on like, gosh people are going to not like this and I still look back over the videos going oh my god I can't believe I did that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I'm glad I don't I don't feel as bad anymore I'm not as scared anymore now I feel like uh, there's people feel the same as me so I just have to do it maybe my excuse my excuse has always been I'm busy I'm too busy what do you think about being busy when when business (laughs) owners say I'm busy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, so should I just start with let's 
letting you know that my the hairs on the back of my neck have just stood up with oh. you using the excuse of being too busy. <laughs> That's my favourite excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> so I think I think busy is a really interesting term that has become the norm in business. I tend to do a fair amount of networking and it's quite amusing to me that people will say, so how are you busy? And they'll answer for me and I'll be like, uh, I'm, I don't, I, I actually removed the word busy from my vocabulary and oh, probably when I started out, not long after I started out. So I would never be heard saying, oh, I'm so busy. Um, so I generally sort of say to them, no, you know, there's plenty on, but uh, I wouldn't say that I'm busy. And they're like, oh, I'm really busy. And I'm like, okay, good. How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> because one of the things that I know for fact is that when I've asked clients who said that they were too busy, and I'm using, you know, my talking fingers, that they were too busy to work on the stuff that we had discussed in our previous sessions to move their business forward, to work on the business. My response to them and my clients who have had this will probably just um, grin and roll their eyes. Mm -hmm. But my response to them is, where are you being inefficient? Okay. And ordinarily, they have a moment and then there's that somewhat guilty look on their face going, yeah, look, I probably wasn't as you know my best version over the past week or two um, I probably didn't prioritize the way that I should have I probably didn't delegate the way that I should have I probably allowed myself to get distracted more than what I should have and so all of that says to me that busy is a number one it's a it's an excuse that we use for why we didn't get things done that we said was important yeah and because it's become a norm, an acceptable norm, it seems like we now use it as the excuse for everything. So <laughs> I think it would be very different conversation if, let's say, I said to you, Yovana, I'll do that thing for you and I'll get it back to you on Tuesday. And then Wednesday comes around and Thursday comes around and Friday comes around and you call me and you say, oh, Shannon. Um, what happened to that thing? You said you were going to get it back to me. Now, what's acceptable in business, as it turns out, is for me to say, oh, I'm so sorry, I got so busy. And you would go, oh, that's okay. No yeah. worries. Well, when can you get it to me? And I would say, I'll get it to you on Monday. Now, it would be a very different conversation if I said, you know what, Yovana, I actually just didn't prioritize it because it wasn't that important to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, that sounds but, bad. But in reality... It, it sounds bad, but in reality, that's what we're doing when we use busy as an excuse. That's, uh, it makes me think like, uh, you know, if I think of like the most successful or the most famous business owner like Tesla, you know, is he too busy to mm. achieve the goals mm. that he's, you know, he's thinking way too big. He's thinking ahead of all of us. Um, does he actually mm. get too busy to, <laughs> to do this? Does he get busy to achieve his Never. goals? Never. 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 Absolutely not. There are way more important people out there in the world who are achieving far more than we are. And it's because they've mastered the art of self self-regulation, self-discipline. They 
uh, delegate to their soldiers, to the people who are best at what they do. They play to their strengths, their energy strengths. They also tend to focus very much on their own energy and health to make sure that they're running at a premium. Uh, and and they have they have their plans and they stick to them. They have self discipline, which is a whole other topic. But um, the they certainly would not be heard. I'm quite confident saying that they were too busy to get it done. No, I agree with you, and um, I've taken notes that I need to change my excuse to something else. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. There is a converse to the conversation a little bit in that there's the, the saying that says if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. Yes. Now, that is that is kind of true, right? So you know that the more that it's, uh, what is it, Parkinson's law, and that states that work expands to fill the time available to its completion. Mm-hmm. And so if there's less time available, you'll just crack on and get things done. So it is true that if you do want something done, you get someone who has a lot of things on their plate to do it because they'll just pop it in the mix of things to do and they'll crack on and do it. But I very much, I would be happy to be challenged to say that those people don't see themselves as busy because they just crack on. They just go, yep, that's that other thing I need to get done, pop it in my to-do list, put my put my system and process around it, prioritise and move forward Mm -hmm. yeah they're task orientated maybe (laughs) they just they just get shit done (laughs) get get shit done exactly yeah yeah well i mean this this is this podcast is about you know business owners who are kind of falling out of love with their business and uh and so the whole idea is to make them fall in love with their business again do you have any advice around how they can do that how they can fall in love with their business again yeah absolutely absolutely so having your purpose front of mind is always one of those things to fall back on when life gets tough and business gets tough mm-hmm. so when we talk purpose you, your listeners might be familiar with Simon Sinek start with why why are we doing what we're doing what's the purpose of this this business? Why did I set this business up in the first place? Because that why takes you back to when you started things out and everything was exciting, scary, but exciting. Why am I doing this? What is the bigger reason for this? So it might be related to your your own personal purpose. So for me, being a coach and helping people is just part of who I am. That's part of my identity. So for me, any job where I'm in service, any role where I'm in service is, is, is my purpose. Um, so that's why when, whenever things are getting tough for me, I kind of go back to, well, hang on, what am I doing here? Who am I trying to serve? Who, who am I trying to help here? For some people, it might be financial gain. And certainly if you are in a business and not making money, it's a hobby. So uh, that's just <laughs> another thought. We have, to, we have to make money in our businesses. Otherwise, um, what are we doing? Yes. But for some people, they're driven by the money because that, that gives them freedom to be able to support their family, support their philanthropic pursuits. Uh, for some people, it might be growing a organisation, growing a team because they want people to have a better life as a result of working with them. So it's really important to go back to, well, why did we do this in the first place? What was the reason we started this? Other than 
getting some more time to ourselves, which is really <laughs> not true when you're running a business anyway. Yeah. But, no, it's but, not true, yeah. But it, there's a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of reasons. What what was the purpose of starting the business in the first place? Hmm. I think also if if we look at what it's it's a um, a journey and not a destination. And one of the practices that I do have, I didn't mention it in my morning routine, but I very much live with a lot of gratitude because running a business is tough and we and we are challenged as we go along our everyday journey i'm sure Yavana, you would know yeah. <laughs> one you can start your day you're super motivated and excited and then you get a phone call or an email and then it's down and then you get another one and you're up and then you get yeah. another thing and you're down <laughs> it's yeah. like Argh. roller coaster <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so it's almost it's it's almost about taking stock as we go on that journey and being grateful for all of the parts of it because if we don't have the ups and downs and there's no contrast mm. so we can't enjoy the ups if we don't have the downs so mm. we've got to enjoy even be grateful for even those downs because that's part of that journey that beautiful challenging frustrating heart-wrenching <laughs> journey of running a business <laughs> yeah exactly if it was easy everyone would be doing it <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean it's not for the faint-hearted that's for sure no no um no that's well said I agree I completely agree with you um what what is the uh, best advice that you have received that has stuck with you that's an interesting question. I think my the, the things that stand out to me are probably more mindset pieces of advice as opposed to running a business advice because I think the running the business advice changes as you as you change in your business and as your business grows. So the two things that stick with me, one was I'd heard it many, many times, but uh, Grant Cardone, who's a sales and performance coach talks about taking 100% responsibility for everything that happens in your life and he uses a story where it says if you are in a car accident and you know touch wood someone runs up the back of you you are at fault and when I tell this story a lot of people are like no 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 but they run in the back of you and it's like no 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 because if you take 100% responsibility you left the house at a certain time you made a choice to drive you made a choice to take that certain pathway to where you were going. So you put yourself in that situation where someone happened to run up the back of your car, but you were 100% responsible. The benefit of thinking about taking 100% responsibility for everything that happens in your life is that you're then empowered to make other choices. You're not a victim of anything that happens to you. You're the hero in your own journey to go, that sucked and it sucked because of me or that was awesome and that was awesome because of, of the choices that I made. So that's, that's one bit of advice that really sticks with me, especially during the hard times of why isn't this working? It's like, well, I've got to take responsibility of what I'm not doing. Mm. And the other, thing, the other thing that really resonated with me, and this, this took me a while to get my own head around, it's a bit of a coaching 101 thing, but we have reality. But then we have the meaning that we put behind what happens in reality. So what that means is I can be holding a blue pen and you and I can be looking at the blue pen. But 
you'll have a different perception of what's going on with the blue pen than what I will. And it's the meaning that we put behind the blue pen that creates our internal reality as opposed to what's actually going on. Mm. So let me explain that in a little bit in, in the way that this works with life. We can choose how we interpret reality. Let's say, okay, let's say I said, hey, Yovana, you want to go out for a coffee? And you say no. And I go, okay. <laughs> and then I hang up. Now, I can, I can go away and I can make that mean you don't like me, that you didn't have time, that you were too busy. Yep. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> that you don't like coffee, that you didn't want to go out of the house, that yeah. you that you um, had decided that you didn't want to spend any time with me. There's a whole myriad of reasons or meanings that I can put behind you saying the word no. And I can either choose to have, I can, you know, I could have said to you, okay, why, to find out why, but the meaning behind it is what creates our reality. So we can choose different meanings to create a different outcome for ourselves in terms of reality and the way that we feel about certain things that have happened. Mm. So there's two things, taking one time percent responsibility and being able to choose the meaning that we put behind what's happening around us. Mm, that's well said. Yeah, I mean, this is a good way we can uh, wrap this up, this episode. It's really been fantastic talking with you. Is there a way that our listeners can get in contact with you? Is there anything you can share with them? Yeah, absolutely. So on, on my website, I have a bunch of resources and blogs available just on the website. It's www.inspired-outcomes.com. But also what I'd love to offer your listeners is a 30-minute strategic problem solving session. So what that is, this is not me pitching to to anyone. If anyone's kind of curious about that authentic version of me and to see whether I might be a match, give me a call with a problem or organize an appointment um, to, to talk about a specific problem in your business. And in 30 minutes, we will work out a plan to work to overcome that problem. And so the best way to book that in is again, to go to my website and get into touch with me from the contact us page oh great so the listeners so the website can, address again is yeah i will share that in the show notes as well so that that may be helpful um great the listeners to just click on the um on the show notes and you'll find shannon's website and you will also be able to book that meeting that uh, session with shannon which is uh, very generous um, and uh, thank you so much thank you so much shannon i've enjoyed talking with you today and uh, hopefully we can touch base soon. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I've learned a lot from my chat with Shannon, especially that being busy is no longer an excuse I would use if I want to grow my business. If you want to get more information about Shannon Merlot and her consulting practice, Inspired Outcomes, you can visit my website, bumperleads.com, or you can click on the show notes in this episode as I've listed her um, details as well. And of course, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review if you really enjoyed it. I'll catch you next week. I promise. I'm out of excuses this time. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye.